Hello, this is Carol Hyman, Executive Director of Applied Mindfulness Training, and this is our podcast series, Turning Troubles into Treasures. In this episode, we'll work with learning how to unpack the baggage we carry and make ourselves more at home in our world. Let's start by considering two maxims that don't serve humanity's best interests anymore, if they ever did. Let sleeping dogs lie, and what can't be cured must be endured. These express the idea that difficult things will dissolve into space if we can just ignore them. Let's put all that behind us. Why dredge up all that old unpleasantness? These are a few of the things we tell ourselves as we try to convince ourselves that we can dodge discomfort. But when it comes to the human psyche, evidence indicates that seemingly comforting belief is just not true. Sure, let sleeping dogs lie may work as literal advice, but when we move into the metaphorical realm, it's questionable. We might assume the same for what can't be cured must be endured, except that it's not always easy to tell whether conditions can be cured. Still, we can be pretty sure that if we assume they can't be helped, we'll be enduring them for the duration. Another newer and more homespun saying that's related is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And that's actually pretty good advice when things aren't broken. But it's awfully hard to feel at home in a world where we can see how much is broken but we don't know how to go about fixing it. Well, consider this. What if fixing it means that we do have to wake sleeping dogs? What if the cure calls for us to endure discomfort? We all know people who have baggage. Some of us are even aware that we carry some of our own, although we may not know that we don't have to keep carrying it. It's possible to unpack and lighten our loads. At this point, you could think of the whole human race as suffering from symptoms of post-traumatic stress. Unpleasant elements of our inheritance are catching up with us, and the only way to repair the damage is for some of us to be willing to take the time and make the effort to detoxify our own portion of the collective human baggage. Trauma theory says that adverse childhood experiences for which the acronym ACE is commonly used, lead to our disconnecting from ourselves. We didn't know how to deal with the emotions that arose in childhood from what was not necessarily a terrible event, but might have simply been a time when we were alone with whatever happened and felt like we were without resources. Depending on what the stage of brain development was when this occurred, if healthy patterns can't be established later, then compensatory mechanisms arise from the desire to escape pain. That desire is evolutionarily sound and completely normal, but as these compensatory patterns pile up in our life stream, they're like boulders we've gotten used to navigating around, and we may not even realize that instead of responding to the present moment, we are responding to how the past is lingering in those patterns. We may not know exactly what is going on, but we know that we don't want to feel it. So what if we could start fixing what's broken by exploring what we're carrying around with us and seeing how it may impact the way we view the world? 
This guided contemplation invites you to investigate how much of the accumulated human karmic burden attributable to trauma you may be harboring and suggests ways to lighten the load. I'll be allowing a minute or so for each part of this contemplation, but if you feel like you could use a little more time with any part of the exercise, just pause the recording. First, take a few minutes to settle down. Do some basic mindfulness practice. Set aside for the time being any preoccupations that may be on your mind and simply be here, feeling the sense of wakeful presence as it arises in your stream of being right now and paying attention to any places in your body that are particularly noticeable. Now, invite insight to arise. Think of a time when you are aware that you reacted all out of proportion to the situation. Maybe you got fiercely angry or heart-poundingly frightened when circumstances didn't call for such an extreme response. Once you've picked a memory, bring it to mind as vividly as you can, remembering all the details. Now bring your attention back from the memory and drop down into your body. What do you notice? Can you detect any changes from how your body felt when you were simply settling down at first? If so, tune in more closely to what you notice and be curious. Is there a pattern there, something in your body that feels familiar? You can, if it doesn't feel too silly, ask insight to deliver a memory of when and where this pattern arose. If that does feel too silly, you can be curious about why you aren't comfortable to cut loose and be silly in the privacy of your own mind. And if you don't notice anything different in your body, pick a sensation somewhere in your torso and see if you can expand your awareness of it. Now notice that you can notice all of this. When you aren't caught up in thinking and are simply aware of what is present, you are resting in your basic nature, wakeful presence. You are at home in this moment in your body, on this earth, in space. You can always come back to this. As for how to keep going, I'm tempted to say rinse and repeat. Because the way this process of clearing inner obstacles works is that we stir something up by paying attention to it, and then by coming back again and again to wakeful presence, we begin to dissolve its solidity. That solidity is expressed in beliefs we hold very tightly to, and the more we're willing to subject them to the light of awareness in this way, the more we will be able to see whether they express who we want to be. From this space, we can choose how we want to respond to our world instead of reacting from the momentum of cause and effect 
that is the human karmic load. It didn't begin with anyone in particular, so there's no one to blame, and yet it perpetuates itself on and on through generations, and the only thing that can stop it is us, unpacking our baggage one at a time. It's a lonely road and hard work, but the future depends on it. That's because the desire to escape the challenges and discomfort inherent in human reality has, in most of us, created a largely unrecognized addiction. An addiction to thinking that keeps us bound to the karmic wheel. We think we can think our way into feeling okay, even if that means distracting ourselves from what is right in front of our noses. Or in back of our noses, actually, since that's more or less where our brains hang out. And if you think the addiction to thinking doesn't apply to you, just think about how many thoughts you have when you're trying to do something as simple as to just sit still. So please, do. Rinse and repeat. It is possible for us to rouse the sleeping dogs and in so doing, roust trauma. The cure is gradual and it may seem like nothing much is happening, but if we endure the cumulative effects of a little bit of discipline, some genuine curiosity, and the good intention to clean up your own inner neighborhood might surprise you. By detecting our patterns and doing the inner reconnaissance to explore their origins, we can learn to self-regulate our emotions and retrain our brains. If we do, then the acronym ACE can take on a new meaning. Adverse childhood experiences can transform into awake, compassionate energy. Whenever you do this contemplation or any other, end by spending a few minutes simply resting in wakeful presence. Who knows, you might discover it actually is the place you feel most at home. Thank you for listening, and for other ways that mindfulness can help bring benefit into your life, please visit our website, AppliedMindfulnessTraining.org, where you will find additional exercises, blog posts, and other tools to help you turn troubles into treasures.